when you're confronted with the temptation to choose your own way, to do your own thing, right? You don't, you don't, uh, as, as the scriptures prohibit us later on, it says, don't be wise in your own eyes. And, and so you, you have the opportunity to either be wise in your own eyes or begin to trust the Lord, right? Hey, this sounds nice. This sounds good. But see, when we're wise in our own eyes, it brings bondage. Amen. <clears throat> Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So love to God and faithfulness toward him. Amen. So since if God said, hey, you're going to be the father of many nations, figuratively speaking. And, and, and you're like Abraham, your body is, is as good as dead. And Sarah's womb is barren. And, and are you going to have your child through a Hagar, Ishmael, and have an Ishmael and rush things? And, and, and because God ain't moving as fast as you think he should, he, he's not doing it on the time you think he should or in the same in the way that you think he should. And, and in some cases, you might have expected certain things in a certain way. You become disappointed. Your hope has become deferred. You get exasperated and say, I'm going to just do things my way. You're not functioning in faith. I, I You know, sometimes... Doing things a spiritual way can be a very frustrating thing. You know why? Because you don't know what will happen. You don't know where you're going. You don't know how it's going to happen. All you know is that God has given you a, 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 a partial revelation of what your assignment is. And, and you're on hold until he comes through. Amen. This is why David said, I will wait for the Lord. He says, he says let all you who... Uh, wait on the Lord, be of good cheer. You who hope in the Lord, wait on him. You know, David didn't rely on his military tact and strength and his expertise and say, you know, I've been, you know, in the military this long. I, you know, Saul slain his thousands. I've slain my tens of thousands. You know, what, 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 is, what are the Amalekites to me? No, the Bible says, David inquired of the Lord if he should pursue, and the Lord says, pursue for you shall recover all. But he didn't just take it upon himself and rely upon all that he has uh, uh, on his military resume, uh, resume. Right? You know, experience can at times be the greatest hindrance to faith in God because the more experience you have, the more knowledge you have, the more you, you know, the temptation is to, to trust in self. You know, but in each time you have to dispense and not rely upon your expertise, so to speak. Doesn't mean don't be studious. It doesn't mean don't be learned. It doesn't mean be impractical. But when push comes to shove and God says, wait on me, inquire in the Holy Ghost, are you going to initiate it yourself or are you going to rely on him? Amen. Right? Oh, I'm 35 years old. I'm 40 years old and I'm still not married. Okay. Now, guess what you're doing? 
your reasoning, your wise and your you're beginning to 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 venture down the path that that reasons that you're wiser than God because what you're doing is you start employing you know human reasoning. I'm this old. I should be you know society says I should be married by now. You know this, that, and the other. Right? You you start thinking with human thoughts. Reasoning with human thoughts. Reasoning like a man would reason. Rather than, you know, getting in the Holy Spirit and uh, allow God to give direction to your life. You know, I like what uh, Apostle Romy said. He says, you know, it it had taken... uh, uh, Jesus, 30 years of preparation and only three years of manifestation. And yet he had the most effective ministry since the beginning of time. Because without him, there would be no atonement. Without him, there would be no high priest that ever lives to make intercession for us. And yet he only had three years to manifest destiny. And 30 years of preparation. Right? Yes, it's a t- the temptation to be impatient will come. However, that's where, you know, we need to tap into the Holy Ghost because the fruit of the Spirit is, is patience. And He will enable us to stand put when we're tempted to just excel ourselves or do things our way. Right? Mm. You know, one of the things that I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but the Lord has given me grace to, you know, has helped me over the years is I personally strongly dislike willful stupidity. And, and, and you know, when I see it on social media, I just want to smack them with my words. <laughs> that, you know, and I, I've learned to not answer a fool according to their folly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's so tempting to, you know, be invited into their stupid reasoning because they say and they use the bible too which makes it worse and i'm like you know some i'm not saying i'm perfect but you know i i do not bite nearly as often as i used to (laughs) is what i'm trying to say and and that god has helped me to just mm, no, you're just you're gonna you're gonna drain me. You're you're not worth my time. And that's not condescending, it's just reality. It's not worth my time. And and I've learned uh I'm not, you know, interested in spending all my time if people are not asking questions. Because if people aren't asking questions, they're not ripe for learning, right? So um <clears throat> and and uh but yes. Uh, verse 4, then you will win favor in and a good name in the sight of God and man. You know, one of the things that we have to rid ourselves of is this religiosity in the church 
that is only focused uh, vertically and not horizontally. Um, because it's, it's, what I mean by that is people are just focused on the God aspect. That as if the only person that they have to obtain favor with is with God. Certainly that is foundational. If you don't have favor with God, it doesn't matter what man you have favor with. But, but people may have favor with God, but don't have favor with men. And, 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 and because of, uh, maybe the way that you, uh, treat them, right? Amen. <clears throat> you, you don't have favor because you, you, you don't maintenance relationships. People act like it's a one-way street sometimes. Oh, they, 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 they read their Bibles. Oh, they, they pray, right? But they never do anything for their brother or sister. And so is, is it any wonder why you don't have favor with men? You don't do anything for them. Amen. Right? Favor with men is not some magical thing. You're not going to have favor with men because, you know, you, uh, you know, because you think you're entitled to it. Does that make sense? Amen. Because favor with men can move mountains in your life can move obstacles because men are doors. And if you continue to dishonor men, then doors will close on you. Amen. Right? <clears throat> See, and meanwhile, you're praying, saying God open doors, and yet the door that you need to go through is through a person, and it's the person that you dishonor. But but since we 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 are so religious, we've been taught. Oh, it's just it's just me and God, and and you know I can just do this magical thing, and then at a snap of a fingers, voila, everything is just changing my life when I'm discounting and not maintaining relationships with those to whom God has placed in my life. Does that make sense? Amen. <clears throat> because can I tell you what? There are people that God has placed in your life that that are grace partnerships or relationships, but but you ruin it. You ruin it. And so now because people are not robots, 
now that's ruined, now you have to be taken on a detour. Because you messed up what God intended to bless you with, or does that make sense? Oh, we're not going to say amen to that. Because <laughs> <clears throat> can, can I be honest? Um, if if people if people never so into you, or if people because there's been times where. People have only sucked from me and they've never given anything back. And I just, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not a help anymore because I won't perpetuate greed. I won't, I I won't enable a, 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 a lack of regard. I won't be taken advantage of. I have a good heart and I'm willing to give and in, in many cases give and, and not expect in return. But but what happens is sometimes people take advantage of that and and they they then assume they, they become entitled and expect and never reciprocate. Amen. Amen. So, um, verse, so winning favor in the sight of God and men, the, the, the power of honor, what honor can do is elevate you. The Bible says before honor comes humility. Right, And so in order for you to obtain honor and favor on your life, you must be humble and demonstrate that humility before others. Right? And, and so, you know, but what, what comes before pride? Or after pride, it comes destruction. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Or just keep reading. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your bones and nourishment to your uh, health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled with over, uh, to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline; do not resent His rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those He, those he loves, as a father the son He delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver, and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies; nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Uh, We'll be coming to a close here shortly. But um, 
<clears throat> so trusting in the Lord with all, all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Right? Because what was it the devil, what did the devil do? He enticed Eve and he said, you know, hey, uh, hey did, did God really say you couldn't do that? And it says because it was, you know, pleasing to the eye, she had partaken of it. It, it, it was it, it was pleasing to the eyes to make one wise. Right? It, isn't that, you know, how how uh, silly we as human beings can be to think that we are wiser than the Almighty, the Omniscient One? God literally knows all. Amen. And yet, futile man whose life is but a breath is but few in days. Assumes that they can stand over and you know stand over in judgment against the 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 ancient one. There is no comparison. We've learned that in Job when when God questioned Job, where you, where were you when I made the the heavens and the earth? Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I did that? Right? He says, "Brace yourself. I will question you. Where were you when I did all these things?" Right? And and so the obvious, the, the 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 it's incumbent upon us to be wise for even our own sakes, so that we won't reap destruction. To listen to the all wise one. To listen to God. Right. <clears throat> it says lean out to your own understanding, and in all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. You, you, you know what this is showing us? That submission. See, people people have a funny idea of what submission is. They think submission is when they when they agree and they understand. That's not submission. Submission is actually when you when you even when you don't understand. And submission is when you don't agree. When when people when MMA fighters are fighting, do you do you think they want to submit? They don't want to submit. It's against their will. They will to win. They're determined to win. And, and but what do they do? They acquiesce, right? Now, of course, because of pressure. But see, our willingness. We, it shouldn't have to get to the place to where there's pressure applied. It, it, it should be voluntarily, right? Out of love. Yeah. And, and you know, and I just have to say this too, is in the Western world, especially, the, the, we, we think we just submit to God independent from men. That's not how it goes. We we submit to God through man, and and I understand we have a problem with that. But you know, it doesn't take humility to cry your. It does a little bit, you know. Don't get me wrong, because there's some proud, pride, prideful people that won't even call on God. But by and large, I think amongst Christians, it don't take too much 
to go to your secret place and bawl your eyes out before the Lord and, and to confess to him your problems. It takes humility to confess that to a man whom God has sent. Right? And let, me, let me show that to you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. And and I <clears throat> I know that people don't like this. I understand that, but it's biblical. Hebrews chapter thirteen verse seventeen. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. See, when 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 people in the Christian church, because it, it, it's indicative of the fact that as sheep you can become a burden to leaders, because you don't do anything with joy. You drag your feet. You know. You know how. I've been in church a long time now. Well, relatively speaking, I think you know twelve years is a long time uh, as as a believer. Uh, you see a lot of things, you see certain trends, you see, you see the good, bad, and the ugly. I have seen people manipulate or, or or try to send a message to pastors and they will deliberately come late. Deliberately come late to meetings. In other words, to say, I, I'll do what I want, when I want. In that case... <laughs> If that is our heart, go and do whatever the heck you want. Go to the bar. Because that sort of rebellion is not welcomed in the house of God. Amen. What, what do we, we think the house of God is, is a place to play games? That's the stuff that people do in the world. I'm not saying that, you know, because things happen, people are late, things happen. I understand. But I'm saying the things that I've seen other people do in the house of God is they will come deliberately late or they will leave early or they will even interrupt. You know, with with a water bottle, they'll deliberately make it all loud and... You know why? Because they're immature little brat. And they're, they're taken away, they're irreverent and taken away from focus on God. And because they don't get their way or they feel entitled then they just do what they want and they throw a fit. It's rebellion and God hates it. No. That's that's not that's not how things go. We, uh, you know, I, I remember one time we were having a meeting, you know, because I don't know if you guys seen that picture I've I've, I've shown uh, on some occasions where, you know, I witnessed to a bunch of people on my college campus and the high school I used to work at. And it was amazing. The first meeting that I called, it was an entire packed house here in my uh, local uh <coughs> Uh, what's it called? Apartments here. We have like a community room. 
it was packed out. I was like, wow, amen, praise God. The Lord brought a lot of lost people, got to preach and, you know, pray over them. And, you know, it was just amazing. But nevertheless, I asked this brother, I I'm the one setting up the chairs. I'm the one setting up the sound equipment. I'm the one preaching. I'm the one praying. I'm the one paying for the, the place to remain open. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm the one that evangelized and witnessed to all these lost people. And I asked this brother if he can buy some styrofoam cups and he threw a fit about it. I'm like, brother, what's your deal? You know, and, 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 and he, if I remember correctly, he wanted me to pay him back. I'm like, I, I forgot. It's been some years back or something like that. I'm like, nah, man, no. For styrofoam cups? Or I think it might have been, he's like, I'll see if I can, you know. Nah, man. If you don't got a servant's heart, you know, just do what you want. Because I'm not looking for a pity party. But the point, though, is this. If we're going to get it bent out of shape for asking to buy cups that are probably not going to exceed $3 in price so that people here can have uh, refreshments, you're off your rockers, dude. Um. Right? Oh, but let me guess. If you're the last person or maybe you're going to church, right, and someone else held all this stuff for you, you're going to complain that there are no refreshments, right? I, I bet you're one of them. No, we, we, you know, we, we have to, we have to, yeah, they sell them at the dollar store. So it's not even $3, a dollar. Amen, somebody. Amen. You know, people submit more to their employer than they submit to a pastor. You know why? Because they love money. They don't argue with their employer. I remember some years back, there was this uh, sister, and she said, you know, I can't wait till I get married. I'm a, I'm a willingly submit to my husband. I'm like, no, you ain't. You don't submit to anybody. Right? You're not. You know why? Because people are blinded by romance. But when the romance leaves and all the fuzzy feelings are gone, that doesn't mean that, you know, if someone asks you to sin, that you sin or that someone is abusing you, that you endure that. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, uh, uh, submission to people who are actually, you know, good representatives. And, and yet people still have an issue with that because at the end of the day, the, the will that isn't submitted to God and the word of God wants to do what they want to do. And, and, but really that, that's the whole essence of satanic philosophy is do what thou wilt do what you want. 
But we've learned that it always leads to destruction. Right? And so don't get me wrong, it's not easy. But this is why, you know, and it's not native to the natural man to to obey God. This is why God has given you the Holy Ghost so that you can obtain power through him in order to obey what he has commanded. Amen. Right? And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. People will hop from place to place in order to get, you know, the the latest word and all this stuff. But they never desire to actually be taught the scriptures because they don't want to unlearn and learn. So, you know, we in this is this is important. <clears throat> it says. Um, You guys all right? Amen. <clears throat> you know, and, and I, I say this, you know, from experience, you know, in the past, I can't say to my knowledge I've I've ever been late to well there there might have been some times I was but by and large I think the out of twelve years I've probably only missed one or two days of church. Even when my mom passed away. I didn't allow grief to, to you know convince me not to uh uh you know receive from the lord Amen. right it's a, it's an honor it's an honor to be a part of of the lord's body it's it's a it's an honor right you know how soon we forget that we're the ones in the bars complaining that we want rid of this horrible life. How soon we forget that we're in the trap house all doped out and 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 we want it free. Amen. Right? Amen. Delivered us from the bondage of Egypt. Brought us out of slavery. <clears throat> Do not be wise in your own eyes. Uh, fear the Lord, shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled uh, with overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Um. <clears throat> You know, uh, this will be the last verse and then we're coming to a close here. 
Um, this is, I think, one of the biggest things that the, the church has problem with is, first of all, we have we have problem, not all the churches, but we have a problem with tongues. That's for certain, uh, especially the cessationist church. Uh, and, and the reason why I bring this up is we are not to compromise. We are not to tolerate that uh those doctrines the 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 holy ghost has given us tongues for a reason and it's not to argue against it right can can you believe that there are churches that are saying that tongues is of the devil that's no brothers and sisters the bible's lit all throughout acts it's littered with tongues, and then they spoke yeah, in tongues, that's and, and they spoke in tongues, that's and they blasphemy. and they spoke in tongues. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So, um, that's why you know guys like John MacArthur—they're dangerous because that's what they teach. But nevertheless, um, that and. And honor, right? You know, when I first got saved, I I believed in tithes, but you know, um, through the course, you know, of 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 entertaining certain voices, I had come to not believe in it, and then by the grace of God, I you know, I dispensed of that that idea that tithes has been done away with in the New Testament. When it hasn't. Um, and the Bible says to to honor the Lord with your wealth. Right? And it, see, God hasn't, God hasn't done away with that. God, it, see, the only thing that has changed in the New Testament concerning priesthood is the order of it. Is it's it's no longer the Levitical priesthood, but it's the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, and in Hebrews it talks about how Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek, right? You guys, read that in your in your Bibles. How Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. Now here's here's where you have to understand this, because people say you know. Uh, Oh, you know, paying tithes is a thing of the Old Testament because the law commanded it. Okay, now why is it before the law was ever given that Abraham, who predates Moses, had paid tithes to Melchizedek? If the law instituted tithes, right, and the law commanded for tithes to be given to the Levitical priests, and the Levitical priests came after Abraham, right? Because it was the descendants of Abraham, right? Then why is Abraham paying tithes to Melchizedek? Are you guys following the, the thought, the, the, the reasoning? Amen. <clears throat> Do you guys have any questions about that? Because I don't want us to misunderstand what I'm saying here. It's in the book of Hebrews. Um, 
In fact, we, we can uh, just turn there real quickly. Um, it's Hebrews chapter 7. <clears throat> we'll, we'll close on this topic. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. Um, this Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God Most High. When he met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him, and Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. So what, what did Abraham give to Melchizedek? He gave him a tenth. So he, he Abraham paid tithes. Right, so continuing forward, <clears throat> first the name Melchizedek means kings of king of righteousness, and also king of Salem means king of peace. Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of day or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. So it's indicating to us that Melchizedek was a priest. So Abraham paid tithes to a priest. He paid tithes to Melchizedek. It says, just think how great he was. Even the patriarch, Abraham, gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi who become priests to collect a tenth from the people. So verse 5 is telling us, okay, Melchizedek is not a Levite. And yet Melchizedek is receiving tithes from Abraham. But the law commanded for tithes to be given to Levi. So what's the issue here? What's the deal here? The law tells us, give tithes to Levi, but by the way, the law wasn't enacted at this point. Then why is Melchizedek, who foreshadows Jesus Christ, as, and Jesus Christ being the high priest, right, is receiving tithes from Abraham? It says, even though they also are descended, it says, um, I'll reread it again, verse 5. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi who become priests to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they also are descended from Abraham. So it's saying that Levites were descendants of Abraham, right? And they were to receive tithes. And, and then it says, uh, verse 6. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi. Yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. In the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die. But in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. One might even say that Levi, who collected the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham because when Melchizedek made it, made Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. So he's saying, we can take it this way: that Levi, because well, Levi is a descendant of uh, a descendant of Abraham, right? He came after Abraham through Abraham, right? Levi was still in the loins of his father Abraham, still in his body. So that we can say that Levi himself paid tithes to Melchizedek when it was Levi who was to receive the tithes. So that is indicating that there is a superior priesthood to that 
than the priesthood of Levi, and it's the priesthood of Melchizedek. So the tithes that are paid to the Melchizedek priesthood is not a thing instituted by the law. Amen. So we cannot use that argument that we're living in New Testament times and and I don't therefore have to pay tithes because tithes is a thing of the law. No, if if Jesus Christ is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, and we'll read that, if you look, um, verse 20 of chapter 7, and it was not without an oath, Others became priests without any oath, but he became a priest, that he is Jesus, with an oath, when God said to him, the Lord has sworn, and I will, and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. And, uh, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, read first verse 17. For it is declared... You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Right? Verse 17 says that. So Jesus is a priest, high priest of the order of Melchizedek. Is it, can we all agree to that? Now, but here's the thing. The hierarchy in the Old Testament is the same hierarchy in the New. In the Old Testament, you had the medi uh, uh, mediator between God and man. That was Moses. Right? He was the mediator of the Old Covenant. He, has, he enacted that covenant by blood. So it was God, Moses, right? Then the priests, right? And, the, you know, there was Aaron, his sons, the Levitical priests, so on and so forth. And then there were the Israelites, well, in the New Testament, it's God the Father. Jesus Christ is the, the high priest, the mediator of the new covenant who enacted this covenant, similar to Moses who enacted it by blood. Jesus enacted this covenant by his own blood. But just as in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, God has those who serve under Jesus the high priest. The Levitical priesthood served under the high priest, there are ministers who serve under the high priest, namely Jesus Christ, that bless the people. Does that make sense? Right? So when we go to Proverbs chapter 3, and it talks about honoring the Lord with your first fruits, how were they to do that? Could they just say, you know, throw it up in the air, say, hey, God, receive it. Here you go. <laughs> did they do that? You know, did they find, use a compass to try to find God? Where are you at? You're invisible. Where do I, where do I find you at? Here, receive it. <laughs> no, they didn't do that. Because I, let's ask the question. Okay, bring your first fruits and give it to God. How do you give it to God? Where is he at? The priests were the representatives of God on earth. So that in order to honor the Lord, you had to honor him through the priests and give that to them. Yeah. 
right? So people say, oh, I'm not going to give my, I'll just give my tithe to the homeless. I'm sorry, but they're not a representative of God. Amen. So that's just alms. That's not tithes. There's a clear distinction between the two. So when you give your tithes to the homeless, you're still robbing God. You're still dishonoring the Lord. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive. Because you cannot give what's not yours. Amen. Amen. So that belongs to the Lord. And then anything in addition to that is, is offering. So, <clears throat> you know, I know that in our culture, it, it's it's hard to believe that. And I think by and large, it's because of how we've been conditioned to think. It's how we've been conditioned to believe, right? And, um, and I, I understand that the people who have gone before us haven't made it easier to accept. But at the same time, the word of the Lord still is, is his word, right? And, Amen. and the standard still stands. So, you know, let, let, let me share a couple of other things. Okay. Uh, um, it is this, for example, the, the word honor to honor your father and mother is the same word that is used to describe honor to God, right? Now, honor, as I've said before in the Hebrew, means to, to add weight or means weighty, right? And, and remember the Bible says that a dishonest scale is an abomination to God. Well, what are scales? It deals with weights, right? Weights measure the value of something. If I am weighing gold... It's a measure. There's a metric to it. Does that make sense? So how do you determine the value of, uh, of the amount of gold that you have and how much wealth you have in gold? You measure it by weights. Right? Uh, so to honor the Lord is not disassociated from a measurement. Amen. And that measurement is a currency. Right now, obviously, you can come with a, a grudging heart, in which case it just defeats the whole purpose. But the heart is supposed to, ha you know, first it begins with the heart that 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 is postured in, in, in reverence to God, and then what follows that is the first fruit of what you earn. And and we can't rationalize and say, well, you know, you know, bills are tight this week. Either God is your provider or He's not. Amen. Either we believe in the miraculous or we don't. And I'm not against budgeting. I'm not against, you know, being, you know, responsible and stuff. But either the Lord is your provider or he is not. And the Bible says that he promises to provide for those to, to whom honor him. Amen. Right? right? <clears throat> so... Yes. Are there people who've embezzled? Are there people who've done 
horrible things in the name of the Lord? Yes. But we don't we, we, we don't argue that police officers should no longer police because there's been bad police. Right? That's why they have that standard. Why that's why they go through the background checks. That's why they they do certain things to make sure that they 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 sift out all the bad people as much as they can. Right? That's why they want clean track records. That's why they want to test them and all this stuff, right? So that you know, uh police officers are not abusing people. But just because there are people who have abused doesn't mean that we we you know pluck out the the police force altogether it just means that hey there's bad ones there's good ones and that's clear across the board for every place for every person for every vocation for every occupation right it's not exclusive to the church so um We'll we'll close there. Um, <clears throat> what doesn't feel good often is good, and, and you know. So you know, it says in Proverbs three. Uh, don't don't forget the exhortation <coughs> that treats you as sons. For those whom the Lord reproves, those whom he chastises, he receives as a son, he receives as a daughter. Amen. You know, you, you, you are to... I, I correct my son. Right? I've used this example a number of times. I don't go around correcting all these little kids running around and diapers and stuff, barefooted. What can I do? What can I say? They're not mine, right? Obviously, if they're if someone's trying to harm them, then I'll step into the equation. But if they're dirty, have messed up hair, I can't start, <laughs> you know, helping to teach them hygiene. I can't. I can't do that. They're not mine, right? So, but for my own son, I can. That's my son. Right? So the Lord, you're you know, you're a daughter of God, you're a son of God. So the Lord is is cleaning you up and shaping you up. And so that that is an encouragement to us. Right? It says in Hebrews twelve, echoing Job and echoing Proverbs three, it says it says, Do not be weary when the Lord rebukes you. And it says, um, for you know, those who've been trained thereby yield a peaceful fruit of righteousness. So when you're trained by the Lord's correction, it brings peace. Right? It, think of it this way. If you're always having to be brought to your boss's office, are you going to have peace going to work? No. But he's not going to stop telling you this is what you need to do or you're going to get fired. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? He he's he's not gonna keep he's not gonna stop. He's like, you need to correct this, or hey, we might have to let you go. Right? So it's like oh, I don't want to get called in his office again. I just I just need to do it. I, I've been slacking. Uh, you know, the pain of doing this job 
is not more than the pain of going to see my boss. <laughs> right? The pain of doing my schoolwork at school is not a bigger pain than the butt whooping I'm going to get by my dad. <laughs> right? Amen. I still believe in butt whoopings. Not abuse, because, you know, we, we lead in love, we want to correct in love. The first resort for fathers isn't, I'm going to spank my son. Because all that shows is that that father is unruly and cannot discipline or control himself. And he, he, he's using his son as a punching bag for his anger. No. I can't, I can't tell you the last time I've, I've spanked my son. It was probably when he was a little boy, little, little baby. Not little, little, but, you know, he, just a little tap. Hey, son, don't do that. But other than that, I don't have to spank him. You know why? Because it, he learns well from his mother and his father, and we give him guidelines. I don't, I don't allow him to watch trash, listen to trash, or hang out with trash. Is that understood? Amen. And, and you know what the problem is? His parents are bullied into allowing their kids to do whatever and hang out with whomever because the parents down the street do it. So why shouldn't we do it too? And then now what happens is they're learning from all these kids who are being taught by their parents. And now those kids are rubbing off on your kid. And now you can't understand why in the home is havoc. And by the way, parents, don't allow your kids to just sleep wherever. So what? So they can get molested? Even family cannot always be trusted. Yeah. You, you know, the, the highest percentages of molestation and rape happen with own family. You know who's really my family is those in the Lord who obey God. Amen. And I keep my circle, uh, you know, because I, I don't know what people do. I don't know what their ethics are like. I don't know I don't know how these homes are like. So what? So I can allow my kid to go my son go over there and then him god forbid get molested his whole life ruined because of that? Because of my lack of discretion? No, man. No. I'm glad that my dad protected me the way that he did. I'm glad that he didn't allow me to just, you know, do, you know, of course later I rebelled cuz I think he was you know, is physically abusive. But nevertheless, the point though, is I'm at least glad that I had a father. You know, you see all these, all the, you know, I'm not a racist, but all the black kids out there in Chicago, you know what? Father absence. That's the problem. Man. That's the problem. It's father absence. And so sisters, you need to marry Right. And I'm not, I'm not condemning you. I'm not shaming you. Because you know why? You don't want a, a, a deadbeat guy to walk out on your children, even though you've made vows in a covenant before the Lord because he's a chump and he can't do, you know, he, he can't uh, uh, discipline himself enough to not go on porn and to go cheat on you and do all this other stuff. Have enough respect. And I'm not shaming you. I'm not condemning you. Have enough respect for yourself. You're a daughter of God. You're, you're, you're of royalty. To say, you know what? No, I deserve better than this chump. I deserve better than uh, than to be mistreated. Then I'm going to, you know, wait on a, a, a man of God 
who loves me. But you know what that means? I got to clear up my vision and stop running after garbage. You know, it, it's it's baffling to me. I see some of these, you know, especially when I was younger, you know, but there's a lot of youngsters that, that grow up in the streets and stuff. And the girls be like, man, we can't be, we, there ain't no faithful ones out here. No, you're just, you're in the hood. That's the problem. <laughs> of course, there ain't going to be no faithful ones in the hood. That's like asking to find a sober person at a bar. Amen. <laughs> Why do you exp- That's like, you, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, expecting a health freak at McDonald's. No, you go around certain areas where you know you can find certain people. Right? So if you want to find a faithful one, get out of the hood. And stop, stop trying to look for the bad guys. They're, they're immature little kids that haven't grown up. So they got to put on this persona like they're all bad. But you're not all bad. If, if you can't take care of what you're supposed to do, if you can't assume responsibility... Right? It don't matter if you got your 501s on. Doesn't matter if you got a you know pro club with the Nike Air Forces and all that stuff. You're 40 years old. Why are you still dressing like you're you know what I mean? So we we have to have mature men that sisters are run, are allowing them to pursue after the women, right? Come on, somebody. Don't lower your standard. Amen. Right. And, and let me say, and I know this is uh, this is a bit sensitive, but I, I feel like I have to say this. Don't allow your insecurity to lead you to believe that you won't find somebody. How you've been treated in the past, how you've been mistreated, uh, you know, or, or even, you know, you look yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see or maybe you're aging or maybe you compare yourself to other females on Instagram. And it's like, you know, I, I can't see and let me just say this, statistically, I don't know how they conducted this study, but you know, as far as looks are concerned, it's so it's far easier to please a man than it is for uh, uh as far as looks are concerned than for a female to be pleased by a man. <laughs> so the females are more difficult to please than the men are, because I think they did like a survey, you know, like out of like you know X amount of people, and they they asked how many of them look attractive. Right, the females were far much more difficult to please, but the men were like, "Yeah, man, she looks, she looks pretty, she looks pretty, she looks pretty, she looks pretty." So you know, don't be overly critical of your appearance, right? Because you're seeing and hearing things that other people aren't seeing and hearing about you. Does that make sense? Amen. And even beyond that, what does it say in Proverbs 31? Beauty is fleeting. Charm is deceptive, but a woman who fears God is to be praised. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the beauty is going to go. 
anyways. And, and you're going to want a man that loves you and will stay with you whether you're losing that part of you or not. I'm not saying, you know, don't care for yourself and try to look younger. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, you know, you're going to want to marry someone that, that loves you for who you are. Right? I, I just wear what I want now. I don't I don't care. Like <laughs> I I just don't care. I'm not overly concerned about, you know, let me get, let me buy that let me buy the most expensive clothes. Let me look good, you know. Obviously, no one look, is trying to make themselves look more ugly, but you know you get what I'm saying. You're going to wake up with a person with the messed up hair in the morning. You're going to smell the morning breath. The beauty is not the biggest concern. The biggest concern is, are they faithful? Do they love God? Can I live at peace in the home? Right? Being serious, though, because you don't want to be led into bondage. Amen? <clears throat> and if you have happened to make mistakes, there is redemption in the Lord. Sisters, there is. You know, God can take your mess and, 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 and you know, clean it up. He can. Amen? Amen? So don't be too hard on yourself. You know, and understand that the, the poor decisions of men are not reflective of the heart of your father. That's that's not reflective of the heart of your father. Amen. That just means that the devil brought in a tear to try to sabotage your life, to rob you of the good man that God wants to bring to you. And even if you sin, even if you fornicated in the past, I'm not saying that that's good, but hey, the Lord, the Lord doesn't. If you repented, the Lord doesn't count it against you, and don't allow that to rob you to, to lead you to believe that God no longer wants to bless you. That that you know, oh, He's going to send a bad person to pay me back for all the wrong that I've done. No, God doesn't do that. See, that's why Jesus came to die in the first place, is to take the punishment you and I rightfully deserve. See, the Bible says, since he did not give us, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how we not also along with him graciously give us all things. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So, so the quality of your husband is not predicated upon how good you look. How young you are. Not saying don't, you know, dress nice and all that stuff. But it's predicated upon the graciousness of your God. And his willingness to give to you. But you just got to trust him. You just got to wait. Just got to be patient. 
And then you'll be able to go and lay on the beach with your husband and cuddle and kiss and, you know, that will all come. (laughs) Read the Bible together, right? Have children. Have your nice little home that you can decorate and say, look, hubby, look at what I did. Let's drink coffee together. You know, my wife always wants to get the boomerangs and stuff like that on the Instagram to, or with a Snapchat or to toast when we get coffee or whatever. And I'm like, all right, come on, just hurry. I just want to drink it. <laughs> this is this is wasting my time. I can be enjoying my coffee. <laughs> 